0: it's wednesday the 18th of march this is the kent online podcast well as you might notice it does sound a bit different and that's because like many of you we are having to work from home over the past few days way of life for the majority of us has changed unimaginably can't go to the cinema we can't go out for a meal or a drink at the local pub more concerningly for many of us we can't see some friends and family now, while this is all very disruptive, for people running businesses, it could all be catastrophic. Yesterday, the Chancellor announced a cash fund to help during the crisis. Kirsty Hampton is from the Retail Mutual in Tunbridge, which provides business cover for independent retailers. She says ongoing government intervention is
1: crucial. It's a concerning time for all, um, notwithstanding, obviously, small businesses that rely on kind of their weekly, weekly cash flow. Um, we've seen a lot of our convenience stores owners actually seeing a peak in sales through kind of panic buying. But the concerning thing is this is just temporary and actually kind of the empty uh, sort of shelving that you're seeing in in your local shops and supermarkets are mirrored at the wholesalers. So eventually they're going to have... Problems with their supply chain as well, and, and see a, a kind of drop off in sales in in the coming weeks and months. In terms of kind of business coverage um, and the insurance market as a whole, it, it's differing in its approach to what isn't and isn't covered. Um, our members are covered if you have an outbreak of the virus uh, confirmed on your premises. You're covered for the loss of income if your premises is then shut down by the local authority. But actually, the insurance market as a whole doesn't tend to. Um, have cover when there's a whole sh- shutdown of shops and um, service providers as a whole so it really does need the government to step in and, and help and support these businesses financially to to make sure they can survive in the long term. I think just to follow follow the advice um, you know stay safe do what you can be be careful you know if you do have anybody that uh, members of staff that seem to be um, showing signs, make sure you send staff home straight away um, and and you know all insurance covers are different different, so make sure you get in touch with the insurance provider and find out where you stand what you 're covered for, um, so you can start to plan for the future. Tudor Price is from the Kent and Victor Chamber of Commerce. He reacted
0: directly to the chancellor 's announcement and says businesses should start to feel
1: encouraged
2: I think this is a very positive response from the government. I think we need to take heart from this. Um, The concern always is that there was uh, going to be too little, uh, too slow, but the fact that the governor's come out with such big announcements I think will offer some encouragement for what is ultimately going to be a temporary period of disruption. So it's really important that we can weather the storm Uh, and this part one, if you like, of the package that's been announced is going to be a great encouragement to a lot of businesses that are really starting to feel the pinch already. Um, And I think there's... There's a positive response also that it's seen as a shared responsibility, and I'm delighted that the mortgage lenders and other private equity companies have got involved to try and help share the burden here.
1: And I mean, in terms of those businesses that are already being affected now, the government have to act pretty quickly, don't they?
2: It is. The real test now is getting these mechanisms in place, because I think it's one thing to sort of put the the announcements out there. That's great. It's good, good press. But we really need to see these mechanisms come into place. And there's a lot to do in a very short space of time. And businesses are desperate. So we as a chamber and other organisations will be lending our support to the government to try and help get these mechanisms out and accessible to the businesses as soon as possible.
1: And what's your advice to businesses after hearing this big news from the government?
2: I think uh, take heart, try not to panic. Obviously, a lot of are in different situations based on their sector, but um, try and be positive. Get your cash flow sorted out. Understand what it is you're going to need to ask from government in terms of how much and for how long. So make sure you're prepared. Um, and if you're not uh, comfortable doing it yourself, then ask the Chamber and we'll do what we can to help.
1: And I mean, uh, you know, thousands, thousands, millions of pounds and cash grants. I mean, how is this really going to help look at businesses in Kent?
2: I think it's pretty straightforward calculation here that if you've got lots of revenue and you've got bills to pay, then one's going to go out faster than the other one's coming in. So there needs to be some way of plugging that gap and redressing the balance. And this sounds like it's a good first start. There's more to be done, but it's certainly a very positive start.
1: And I know obviously you've seen many businesses extremely worried at the moment what's your what have you seen so far from businesses and how can this help?
2: I think this is really difficult. Obviously, there are some very distressing stories out there already. And depending on the sector you're in, particularly leisure, hospitality, tourism, you know they are hemorrhaging cash really, really fast. And so they should be at the front of the queue when it comes to handouts. I think other businesses that can weather the storm and have a bit more resilience, um, they need to be patient and they need to be doing more for themselves before they uh, start dipping into the pot.
0: Now, you're probably well aware of people panic buying and supermarket shelves being left empty, particularly of things like pasta, bread and, strangely, toilet roll. Well, now some supermarkets in Kent have set up special opening hours for the elderly to make sure they get essential supplies. The county council have also worked with bus companies to scrap restrictions on when older people can use their bus passes. For those not able to get out and about, there are concerns over starting to feel lonely. There are also worries about the impact it's having on the safety of staff at nursing and care homes. Mandy Thorne is from the Medway-based National Care Association.
3: I have to say here in uh, Shropshire with our supplier we've been very lucky and we've not had that, that many issues but certainly from members around the country that are concerns about access to uh, the right sort of personal protective equipment and we have been hearing about suppliers who have said they're ring fencing equipment for the NHS. We understand that the NHS needs this PPE, personal protective equipment, but so do our staff, they are frontline staff. They're working either in people's own homes or within residential and nursing homes. And we need to keep our residents, the people who use our services safe, so we need to keep our staff safe. So it is essential that staff in the social care sector are considered frontline, just as our colleagues in the NHS. We have asked, um, in in line with the um, government and the scientific advice, we have asked the visitors to be kept at absolute minimum We do understand that we are looking after people who are very vulnerable and in many, many cases, they're very sick. And some of those are sadly coming to the end of their lives. We cannot isolate everybody in those situations. But what we are doing is asking for visitors um, to be only visiting if it is essential and to make sure that really good hand hygiene is in place. So, for example, in my own service, we do have Um, visitors are allowed but very much on an essential basis and visitors are shown how to, I mean most people now know, but shown how to do proper hand washing and they have access to very good hygiene facilities.
0: While the number of cases of coronavirus in the UK is increasing every day, James Williams, who's Director of Public Health at Medway Council, says that isn't the main focus
4: right now. As we've now moved forward into the uh, delay phase, there's a recognition that actually there may well be more people out there in the community who potentially have got COVID-19. But if they're well and they're at home and they're able to self-isolate for the you know for the seven days to recover and depending on whether or the household contact, somebody within the house might be symptomatic 14 days, then that clearly means that they're going to be less likely to be infected. The p- pressure for us now is rather than to focus on the number of people who are being infected, it's to reduce the number of people who potentially might get infected and I think that's where we need to put our focus.
2: One of the issues that has evolved in recent days has been about schools now, there's no official government guidance on school closures, but it seems in some schools parents are voting with their feet, and I've heard about attendance levels at 70% when normally they're 90-95%, that must be a concern.
4: So it it goes back to the point that we made earlier on about whether people have a greater understanding and awareness of what the... Well, it seems they haven't
2: if they're taking their children out of school. Well it, it, it,
4: it's a good point that you make but again it goes back to the point about whether people understand actually the risk to them and the risk to their children and there are certain groups and that was um, set forward on, on Monday in terms of the government announcements moving from the containment to delay phase where we really have to make sure that the risk to them is reduced and there will be certain people with you know, uh, uh, immune system challenges let's say or certain underlying health conditions, where we've got some specific actions that we need to take take forward. The topic of schools, of course, is a national issue. It's for central government to decide whether schools should close or not. What we will do at a local level is to implement that policy, and we are currently working with our schools to support them. I recognise the points that you make about people unfortunately, fearing that their children may or may not be going into an environment and the risk might be increased. What the Chief Medical Officer and what the Chief Scientific Officer have clearly set out and they've done that, and I'll repeat those messages, is it's much safer for your children to be in school at this moment in time. When that advice changes, we will make sure that that gets communicated across to parents and carers and other people who might have some concerns. And one of the bigger challenges, of course, and, uh, is, is the issue about school staffing. So potentially schools might have to make a decision because unfortunately teachers and other uh, essential workers are not able to come into the school and on that basis, so head teachers and governing bodies of schools have to make those decisions on a day-to-day basis and we as a local authority will try and support them in that action.
0: Just a slight disclaimer. James was speaking before any announcement on schools by the government, which we are expecting. Despite the team working remotely, we are still bringing you the very latest on coronavirus at KentOnline.co.uk. You can follow our live blog for all the breaking news. But we also want to hear from you too. How are you coping? How has life changed? Or are you doing anything to help others? You can get in touch via our social media channels. Just search for Kent Online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or you can email news at thekmgroup.co.uk